0: hello everyone and welcome so today we have quite the episode we have a pta who is involved in so many things in the pta community today we're only going to be able to touch on two of them otherwise this episode would have been very very long but we're going to be talking about the value in the APTA as well as the advanced proficiency pathway so let's go ahead and get started with macy let's jump in You're listening to the PT Assistance Podcast with your hosts, Ken.
1: And Laura. Thanks for joining for another exciting episode. So let's go ahead and get into today's episode. We are so excited you decided to join us, Macy. So we originally first met on um, Instagram. I think you had originally reached out to us and invited us on an APTA social event uh, for PTAs. And we kind of started talking there, but um, we want to reach out and kind of pick your brain a little bit more on some of your past and what you're currently doing with the APTA also. But before we get into all of that, if you don't mind, go ahead and give yourself a like or give give yourself. Sorry, um, what? <laughs> I'm like, you don't have to give up anything, but <laughs> tell, yourself, <laughs> tell yeah, yourself. Just introduce I'm yourself it, a little right? bit
0: about yourself. Okay. Yeah.
1: Oh, you got into physical therapy, all that kind of stuff. You know the deal.
2: So my interest actually in physical therapy started in high school. My high school had a sports medicine program um, Hmm. starting my senior year. So I got um, introduced to physical therapy and athletic training um, early on in high school. I was able to take some classes and then also um, part of the athletic training club. So that gave me a lot of experience, um, networking, job shadowing for different people to kind of see what realm I wanted to go into, whether it was PT or PTA or athletic training. Um, so ultimately that helped me choose my decision. Uh, I chose P- PTA. I went to Jefferson State Community College and graduated in 2018 from there. Um, nice. been practicing ever since private practice, um, hospital, acute care, inpatient rehab, and then now i at ATI Physical Therapy. Oh,
1: yeah, do you have everything. a favorite?
0: That's what I was going to ask.
2: Really, yeah, so the, so the reason <laughs> that my work is kind of all over the place is because I don't actually have an actual favorite. Um, the mm-hmm. inpatient and acute care is PRN on the weekends, um, orthopedics, my First outpatient job was very heavy um, spine, so neck mm-hmm. surgeries, back surgeries, and then preparing for that, um, and then post op. And then I went to a clinic that was primarily vestibular imbalance, different neurological stuff. And then from there, we did treat orthopedics there, but it wasn't as prominent as vestibular imbalance. And then now it's, it's like um, I still yeah, do. Yeah, did a you have like
0: harnesses and stuff? yes at the vestibular place. Yes. That's so much fun to treat um, vestibular
2: it is a lot of fun it's um it can be a lot there's a, there's a lot of unknowns and there's a lot of um, new information that a lot of people are not caught up on so the way that mm. people treated vestibular patients five years ago 10 years ago is not actually a beneficial way um physical therapy used to teach how to, um, compensate. So yeah, using versus your receptors and your eyes versus your vestibular system. Mm-hmm. So, um, whenever you age and you're not as active and your eyesight isn't as good, then all those vestibular systems, come, symptoms come back. So, um, we've, with new technology, with our new imaging systems and stuff now, we're able to actually see it um, vestibular systems about the size of a dime. So very, very tiny structure. Um, so there's actually, and they're continuing to add a bunch of different um, conditions and stuff for that. They all present differently. Um, there's different medication routes, different dieting, um, blood pressure. There's a lot that goes into them. Um, and there's, you know the gap of you seeing an ENT and a neurologist too, so it can be pretty complex. But I really enjoyed my time, um, you know, serving that community and learning. And I still am involved um, with Vedas, the national organization. Um, it's awesome to look into; can learn so much just from their website. Um, but I really enjoyed that community. I still do vestibular therapy. Um, it's just not as prominent in my daily um, therapy.
1: It's a little trickle here and there. You're like yeah. excitement when you get it a little bit. You're like, ooh, a so little um, different.
0: So so my, my, <laughs> what I'm used
1: to. I get a
2: lot of um, people, patients that I've treated in the past that have friends or meet somebody that has the same problems they like, hey, I know this girl, really enjoyed her. She works here. And I get a lot of like referrals that way from it, which is always cool meeting old patients because we become mm-hmm. friends. Because I usually see them for six months to a year. So mm-hmm. seeing their friends and family members is pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, now it's mainly orthopedics um, from, you know, standard hip replacement hip replacement to knee replacement to you know sports um a lot of athletes and stuff like that as well so it's never a boring day um always something different um which is awesome but i've enjoyed really everything um that i've done you know my inpatient job is heavily narrow as well um spinal cord injuries traumatic brain injuries polytrauma um wow even yeah, I just like stemmed
0: so. up quite a few questions from all that. But yeah. um, like besides besides work, like what do you do to like outside of therapy? You mean when wait? she's not working. Yeah, that's that's gonna I'm be not working, a question to ask. APTA
2: stuff. Um, yeah. well, just say, um <laughs> nothing PT
0: related. So that, like, two can't, seconds can't related where you're like,
1: yeah, well, you're two. Those two seconds you have free in the whole entire week when you're not sleeping.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, a couple of things. I just got married, almost two months Congrats. ago. So that's Ooh. new. Um, that's awesome. Very nice. So you know, rolling, rolling into the marriage life. Um, I also um, sell and sell kitchen equipment. So different. Okay. okay, wait.
1: Is that fun or is that another job?
2: <laughs> okay, it's a little bit of both. So okay, um, I enjoy cooking. So I go. I do a lot of Facebook lives. cooking oh, different recipes. And okay. stuff. But I'm using utensils, and people typically want to buy them. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Not, I can see
1: how I can see how that's like a hobby in a yeah, way. Yeah, so it's I, a, a hobby that makes you extra money.
2: Yeah, but it's yeah. fun. Um, you know, because I like trying weird new stuff. So I made like bite-sized apple pies the other week. So I mean, Ooh. it's yeah. Um, so okay, have, we're coming so, to your house, yeah, right? You know, wait, so what's like <laughs>
0: like recently what's like the favorite like your favorite thing that you've made
2: favorite thing that i've made i made a twice baked potato casserole and i'm a big potato okay. person look at look at Ken's i just, eyes,
0: I, like, I just had a, a twice baked potato for the first time at laura's house a couple weeks ago yes a fo- like can. a month or two ago tiffany made them yeah. oh
1: she did i'm like what's like, this
0: and they're like it's a twice baked potato i'm like this is delicious Yes. So I, I was
1: like I don't really usually make twice baked potatoes because <laughs> no, I'm not a huge yeah. fan of like sour cream and that kind of stuff and yeah. or cheese yeah, was, and so a lot delicious. of them have that Yeah. so, so just what sure about that the other potato?
2: but like bigger yeah. where you can just fun. scoop <laughs> it out and just
1: slap <laughs> it right on your plate you're, so you're
0: any moments where you tried it and you're like this is not the business
2: um mm,
0: Or not really,
2: not particularly. Usually, pretty. I'm I'm kind of a, I don't know if you
0: like, like, experiment to the point where you're like, I don't know if this is going to end out pretty well, but I'm just going to try it anyways.
2: Well, that's my mom tried that one time because you can, it's always tasting, and then if it isn't tasting well, you always have different spices and different things to just kind of boil in there, adjust as
0: you go.
1: Yeah. Uh, can I send my mom to learn to cook with you? Because she definitely <laughs> does not do that. Like, there was one time she made us some soup. And I remember even she took a bite of it and said, okay, I'll order pizza. It was that bad. <laughs> like, it was just nothing but salt is what it pretty much tasted like, which is funny. Because I grew up in a house where salt was very rarely used because of my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, he has some heart stuff. So, the fact that it was all tasting like salt. She did not fix it with any seasoning. Or spices or nothing. It was just salt. (laughs) But so so with all the jobs that you've kind of taken on and you've had, how did you get into being so active with the APTA? Like how did that start to kind of get to where you are now? And what do you do in the APTA? I know they kind of go together.
2: Yeah. Um, So I was actually just curious about it. We didn't really talk much about it in school. just because, I mean, we're so, our programs are shorter. Um, we're learning mm-hmm. a lot of knowledge in that short amount of time. So we didn't really get to go into the depths of the APTA, like how that government system like works and then how it's based to support us. So I was just actually curious um, about it. Um, wanted to know more. I think it's important for a PTA to know, I mean, these people are representing you, um, Mm -hmm. helping with, you know, right currently the big thing is reimbursements, but you want to make sure that your voice is heard and that you know what's going on. Um, I mean, that's our job security there. So, um, really just curious of like what's going on with it. Um, so I am actually a PTA caucus member for Alabama. Um, representative. So I sit in on meetings, um, go to different events and such, but a lot of change is happening right now for PTAs as a whole. I think it's a lot of positive change. We have um, a wide variety of age ranges, which I think is important. Um, But the main thing that we really need right now is support from other PTAs. Um, You know, emailing, we send out emails like Hey, this is going like on. Crazy. What Let your member hear from you. Please send them. <laughs> you know, if, if there's <laughs> more that can be done in numbers. So, if there's only 50 of us trying to get this one goal attained, if there's a thousand of us, the chances of us getting heard and our point across and the importance level to other people increased. We need more voices. So, it's been, um, I've learned a lot. Do you think it's. It.
1: Sorry, I'm like, do you think it's more pushback from those who are actually within the government kind of pushing back on the APTA and PTAs? Um, or do you feel like it's. You need more voices from PTAs to even the APTA itself? Uh, or is it a little bit of both? Does that make sense?
2: Probably a little bit of both. Um, okay. I think that the obviously the APTA wants to support PTA reimbursements Mm -hmm. and stuff. That's we're a big part of clinics um, and how they function and seeing, like we see a lot of patients. So the PTs can eval and see people and be available for walk-ins and be available for if somebody's not doing well, you know, that kind of stuff. So we're very, um, Important in day to day clinic lives. So I think that the APTA knows our importance, but I think that whenever you get up to the governmental part of it, where you're not just dealing with just the Board of Physical Therapy, you're dealing with other Mm -hmm. entities and health professions, um, you know, paying attention to let them hear your voices. And then also to insurance companies pushing back there's been a few different states have been successful in pushing back the reimbursements further um and they've been sharing what they're doing to help push that back further to other states to help those caucus members so yeah a lot of it is like
0: involvement like do you feel like what other states are doing is just having more ptas kind of being involved
2: involvement and then ideas i think too um you know, we, with all the changes and stuff going on, having, you know, everybody goes to work. We kind of do the same job. Everybody has different opinions on how mm-hmm. you know, things should go. And you really want, especially in this pivotal time, to hear everybody out. You know, what may work for me may not work for somebody else that's in an acute care setting um, or vice versa. Yeah. So making sure that we're really capturing all PTAs Um, Mm -hmm. we're all very intelligent people so having our ideas um, going forward and then you know trying to get it to where we are pushing as a united front I think there's a lot of people that just don't know and they're like oh the APTA they're not trying to help us or anything at all which really there is a lot of work being done but if you're not active In the meetings, if you're not active in, you know, reading through emails and stuff that are sent whenever you are the APTA member, it's kind of hard to see what's actually being done. Um, And it's a lot more difficult than what people think it is, Um, Mm -hmm. especially, I mean, there's a lot of politics involved. A lot of (laughs) politics involved. I feel like it is,
0: yeah.
2: And a lot of, um, what I like to call it, big wigs. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. well and i
1: think that like leads into kind of a lot of times that what we hear in general is like what is like the big benefit of joining the apta um i think that's the biggest pushback like both me and ken are members but um you know even for the longest time i was kind of like well i don't feel like i need to join because of the fact that um you know i never felt like it was needed to actually make money <laughs> let's just be honest yeah i, <laughs> I mean was I like, like i never it- felt
2: it <laughs> It's not needed to make money. There is a lot mm-hmm. of good research, um, research yep. opportunities to read that if you have, I use it um, if I have a specific patient that I'm just kind of like, I don't really know, um, and trying to figure out, you know, what may be the a better way to go about it. They have their library there. They have an app now, so all your benefits are more accessible. Um, I do have that on my travel. phone. Yes so yes, that discounts on <laughs> um, travel like hotels yeah. um continuing right there. education there you go <laughs> i'm like
1: it's, i'm not lying it's it's actually there
2: <laughs> but yeah no we've
1: we've used the research tool too the journals a lot actually even while we've um looked up things and the great part is it's a lot of new research also that you guys will put out that is pt related um which are awesome to read um that you guys kind of cleans up when you're trying to find some of the articles that you're looking for. Because when you just do Google Scholar search, like there's so many different options and Mm -hmm. some of them don't even relate to the PT field and everything like that. So like that definitely is a big advantage. I would say like the more you put into looking into the website, the more you will find the benefit of your membership Mm -hmm. value. If that makes sense.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's not it's information that's not necessarily just going to fall into your lap, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, following the social media pages they post on there like, hey, this is going on. And they'll tell you like, hey, this big thing's going on. We need, you know, emails to this person or your support with this. Um, They do a lot of different like fundraising, um, mostly marathons. I'm not trying to run like that anytime soon i still can't run so i'll do the half marathon i don't know Um, but i'll support you from the side education um they offer a lot of continuing education opportunities um that i feel like a lot of people haven't really quite tapped into i know that we talked um, last time about the advanced proficiency pathways for specifically for ptas so um you know, most PTAs that I talked to don't even know that it exists. But-
1: oh, we came, up, we stumbled across them. I'm literally, <laughs> just looking at the yeah. website one day, we were like, "Well, this is cool." Oh, you, know you um, can do this. What? <laughs> we were yeah. like reading into, and we're like, "And that's definitely something we will be diving in a little bit deeper." Uh, but real quick, um, I know you kind of said you just in school you didn't really know too much about the APTA. So did, was it more of you just? Looking into it is how you kind of got into the role. Like, how did you get to be a representative so of, for I the PTA? I
2: emailed my, one of the um, employees for the Alabama um, Board for Physical Therapy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, I want to get involved. I want to learn more, volunteer. What opportunities are there for a PTA? And she link, linked me with the caucus and, um, met up with them through zoom and they're really, really amazing ladies. Great PTAs, um, can learn They're They've been practicing a lot longer than me, so been able to learn a lot from them. Uh, they're very knowledgeable awesome. in the APTA stuff too, which is nice. Um, and just got, there was a representative spot and they're like, if you want it, we'll take you on. And, um. I've just been part of it ever since. Like,
0: Deal. How much, how much like involvement is there with like the other states? So
2: like, do you have, do a lot of
0: stuff with just Alabama or
2: no, neighboring? So, as like as a whole, Alabama, we don't meet like super like we don't meet like weekly or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, Really, we meet more when there's more stuff going on, Um, so it kind of comes in waves. But we have monthly meetings. They break the United States up into different regions. So Mm -hmm. um, I'm in the southern region. So there's usually about 15-ish people on the call every month. We meet every month and discuss new topics Um, that's going on, what we can work on for the following month. So we are interacting with different states on a regular basis. Um, And then the director of that region, they are having their own meetings with other directors that are kind of plugging in to what this region decided, what they think is best, what our ideas are. Um, Mm -hmm. We had actually a meeting Monday night, and it was a bunch of brainstorming, um, different changing different literatures to better represent PTAs. Um, changing a lot of outdated forms and that kind of stuff. So it was spent majority brainstorming. And um, there was about 10 of us on the call and just, we would say, hey, this sentence, what do you think about this? And you'd have a bunch of different people's opinions kind of collectively come up with a generalized what we would like to see that example yeah. look like. And then our main, our district Um, member, then goes with all the other district managers and kind of says, Hey, we think
1: this would be the best wording overall Mm -hmm. across the board type thing, which makes sense because honestly, I've talked with quite a few PTs, PTAs, and um, just growing up in this field because my mom's also PTA, like watching it and everything like that. We have branded ourselves horribly. I'm not going to lie. We did a real bad job of branding ourselves. And that that is one of the things that needs to change. And we're not going to be able to do that without a governing board like the APTA yeah. kind of helping that along to make yeah. it cohesive across the states. And
2: that's where, like, the membership becomes important because things cost money mm-hmm. to be able to do the right things <laughs> and to have the right people doing it um yeah so that's really important and then also for you to be able to stay in the loop of what's going on so we can hear those voices um we want to be able to hear like hey I feel like the APTA can do this this and this and this will make PTA you know whatever issue so much better we want to hear that um because we want to make being a PTA strive we want everybody to be We don't want to be dying profession. Yes, we don't want. I want to
0: have quite quite Mm -hmm. the curveball of a question. Um, Do you feel like we would benefit if the PTAs like had their own body, like the PAS have their own thing? Like, do you think like the APTA being both PTs and PTAs is the best way to do it, or do you feel like kind of? having a stronger just PTAs would be better. I know it's kind of <laughs> like put her on the, the spot.
2: <laughs> well, it's That's fine. I like being on the spot. It's okay. Um, <laughs> I think that you kind of have to it kind of has to be together because of together. how closely we work with each other and then we do have separate entities within the APTA. So PT, yeah. the PT parts talking about completely different stuff than what the PTA caucus is talking about. Um, but we have to, in the way that the voting and that kind of stuff is set up, we have to have the PTs part of it. Um, and, you know, expressing to them, Hey, this is our knowledge base. We can handle this X, Y, and Z and educating them on what PTAs are and vice versa. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, I think that you kind of have to have both just because of how closely, um, we work Think. You know, PAs have a little bit more freedom, um, from my understanding, for, like, writing scripts and doing that kind of stuff. With us not being able to do that, we kind of have to have that PT. Um, So I feel like we have to increase the support on the PT side. Um, That I think there is a lot of great PTs out there, but I think there's a lot of PTs out there that don't particularly know what would be Well, I
1: think, yeah, we've got some – Some old versus new in a way a little bit. You know, things are transitioning and unfortunately there's some who uh, are all for it and some who aren't. And so I think that's a big thing is fighting for our our own um, knowledge. Like you said, we're, we're knowledgeable. We're licensed. Like parts of me sometimes hate it when people... You know, or like, oh, are you going to go back to school and actually get a degree? And I'm like, no, I got a degree. Like, I technically got two, one I don't even mm-hmm. technically need, but I got a degree, mm-hmm. and I'm licensed therapist. And they're like, oh, so you're an actual therapist? And I'm like, yes, I'm I'm a licensed therapist. Like, I i I, I had to go take an actual test for this, and yes. so I get um, that
2: question all the time, and it makes my skin crawl. And um, you have to be nice about it and, like, have a very nice answer um, because I've had a patient literally ask me, like, oh, you're a physical therapy assistant. All you're able to do is get me a heat pack. And I'm like, no, like, Mm -hmm. Mm techs usually do heat packs and stuff, but I'm an assistant. Like, I treat you. I took boards. And she actually um, came back to me probably – Two days later, like after that treatment, where she asked me that, and um, she sat down at my desk and, like, actually wanted to know like, how long I went to school, and she wanted to educate herself on PTAs. Wow. That's awesome. um, yeah. Especially because I was the primary person treating her. She had only seen the PT maybe once or twice, you know, the whole time that she oh, was yeah. going there. So, um, you know, just think in general knowledge um you know i don't and and two, like we're all pretty younger too they're mm-hmm. you know what's your next step i've been asked in um <laughs> i've been asked in interviews and stuff like well are you planning on going to pt school and i was like well no like there's so many different opportunities for me to further my education as a pta Um, uh, if i wanted mm-hmm. to go to pt school i would have just gone straight to pt school um, I, don't want
1: the, I don't want the paperwork they have to do.
2: No. It's
1: not worth – the price That's to true. go to school and then what you get paid coming out and then just to sit there and do paperwork most of the time?
2: Yeah. No, thanks. So that was part of my biggest uh, – biggest part of my decision. Whenever mm-hmm. I was comparing, um, I decided I didn't want to do athletic training. And then I was comparing um, PTA and PT and looking at the price of school and, like, how much you're going to have to pay monthly back in student loans – and um, you know, I didn't really I didn't have like financial assistance for somebody to pay for mm-hmm. me and car for me, you know, gas money and stuff like I still had to work during that whole time. Right. So like I didn't I was like, I can't afford to like take all this debt and then work another job on top of PT school. Like it was just yeah, it was too much. but um, yeah. I'm very proud of my decision. I think that, um you know ptas are amazing obviously i represent them for all them right yeah. i'm like
1: I, I agree with this statement too
2: um i <laughs> you know because we message. did
1: we did an episode one time on like whether or not really like our if being called a physical therapist assistant helps mm-hmm. or doesn't help us in the field really And what if, you know, could you change the name? What would it be? I'm just kind of having that conversation because we do feel like a lot of times people hear assistance and this goes across what we said across the medical field, but Mm -hmm. like sometimes they hear that and then they are automatically like, nope, not educated. I don't want them type thing. And it's like, no, we're, we're, or they don't think we're an actual therapist Mm -hmm. that we're not licensed. And so it's like, okay, well. We are, and it's like sometimes, like, okay, well, what would you what would you call us instead, or something like that. And so we did yeah. an episode on that just to toss things around. But I, I know we to, t- t-
2: to change, right? Just kind that of that. get
1: rid of the a almost.
2: Yeah, I, just <laughs> I say that. like,
1: just call them like my PT currently that I just started working with. Whenever she inst- introduces herself, she introduces herself as a doctorate of physical therapy. Yeah, and she she's like, I'm a doctorate physical therapist, and I feel like if we'd almost do that, I'm a master physical therapist, and then mm-hmm. I'm a physical therapist. Get rid of the A, chop it off. That it then it's we're a therapist, but we're still limited on what we can do. Yeah, but you know, I feel like it would help a little bit. But this is my own, yeah. my it little soapbox. <laughs>
0: yeah, we had a whole we, we jumped about to get it. It
1: to that. Yeah, uh, but it, it was fun. It was. It's just interesting to see because I think outside influence has influenced our name in a way, Um, not so much even ourselves. But I know we talked a lot about the APTA and you kind of working within it. Mm -hmm. I know we really want to touch on the advanced proficiency pathways because that is something we found and we thought was so fascinating because we didn't know we could do. And then when we originally were talking to you, you're like, oh, yeah, I did it. And we're like, wait, what? (laughs)
0: <laughs> right <at> how, <laughs> i was like i oh, definitely want to know what about did
1: that. it include um, we're interested I in these Laura like froze. did you feel like it's worth it did i freeze yeah. i think you were fine oh if i did i'll figure it out but um yeah so that like how did how did you get into it what um, did like, it tell like
2: on the apta website actually oh, um, okay so it sounds a lot like work. us yeah so i was just looking for extra um, educational opportunities. Um, you know, I feel like our job as PTAs and really any medical profession is to be lifelong learners. Medicine's Mm -hmm. constantly changing. I want to be up to date with that so I can best serve people around me. Um, it also can make my job easier because I'm getting faster results, um, for patients and, you know, that also benefits them. So I was really just looking for extra, um, opportunities for education but you know there is a lot of um programs out there that you can get different certifications and stuff but they're pretty hefty in price um Ooh, i was yeah. looking at one last week and it was like almost three grand for one oh, 12 geez. Hour. We, yeah i was about to say was
1: it the mckenzie method because that's pretty close to what we saw
2: yeah it's very they're very very expensive so this um i decided to go the advanced proficiency pathways first it's just a little bit more money manageable, time manageable. It does take longer um, to complete than, you know, just one 12-day course. Mm-hmm. But um, you get a lot of leeway with what classes and stuff you take. So basically... It's almost like an
1: online course in a way?
2: Well, you can do online, but you can also do in-person. Really, your okay. CEUs are what classes you decide to take are completely up to you. Um, They just have Uh to be within the realm of which specialty you chose. And Mm -hmm. there is a little checklist like for orthopedics. I had to find an aquatics class for that. I found one online because all the pools are closed because of COVID. But, um, you know, there's there's things that they want you to kind of check with. Um, Yeah,
0: because they have like – like they say you have to get a mentor and they're the ones that do the checklist for you. Like how does that, where you get to pick your mentor, do you get assigned you get a mentor? mentor?
2: You get to okay. pick your mentor. Your mentor can be different than the supervising PT. So there's two different options on there. So you have, um, if you wanted your mentor to be a fellow PTA, completely fine. Um, Interesting. But you have to wow. have a supervising PT. If you go mm-hmm. that route. Um, I personally just chose my mentor to be a PT. Um, it's a little bit clear cut with the paperwork and turning in things um, and such. And I didn't really have at that time a PTA that was, had been practicing longer than I had um, around me. But really PTA that PTA
0: doesn't have to also have the advanced proficiency mm-hmm. pathway. Okay. They just need Very to have the experience. They just have
2: it. to be knowledgeable in that skill set. So you don't want to pick somebody that's only been working in acute care for a year to be your mentor on acute care. You want to find somebody that's been working there longer periods of time that's seen more stuff than you have um, for you to get like, yeah. a full part of it. But they to don't get
1: value out of it.
2: Yeah. So they um you know, you go through the checklist. A lot of it um, is not like, you know, like with orthopedics, it was. You know, range of motion, MMT, that kind of stuff. We know how to do that stuff. Um, But Mm -hmm. they're just checking to say, hey, this person is proficient and knows how to do this. Um, And then other, you know, skill sets, more higher level things. So the uh, different pathways that there are that you can choose from is acute care, cardiovascular slash pulmonary, geriatrics, neurology, oncology, orthopedics, pediatrics, and then wound management. So you have a wide mm-hmm. variety there. Um, once you complete it, the recognition is good for 10 years. So you do have to, at the 10-year mark, renew. Um, kind of refresh day. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because
1: like a, we said, things change. Like you said, signs change, things change. Yeah, especially in 10 so. years. Uh,
2: yeah. But that's a lot of you, you
0: had a test to take too, right? Mm-hmm. At the end? No test.
2: Mm-hmm. No test. Interesting. you have a lot of paperwork to turn in um, okay. so they want your cer- your like completion certificate um, sorry completion certificate um, for okay. the CEs that you took they want your checklist which is they're quick um, I can't remember exactly how many mm-hmm. points I had on there for um, orthopedics but they I mean you, you break them up over the span of the time so it's not that big of a deal um, but you get that initialed and dated by your supervising or mentor and um then you have to prove your working hours so you have to have 2,000 working hours in that profession so like for me I only work acute care slash inpatient for maybe 16 hours a month so would it be nice to have acute care yeah but it's gonna take me a long time (laughs) To get to the two thousand hours, so it was more, um, more beneficial, like
0: practical, I guess. Yeah. To do the other one because you just work more.
2: Yeah, for me to go to either orthopedics, I could have gone neurology as well. Um, with what with, with with what clinic I was working because we did both, but um, I decided to go orthopedic, and then eventually, when life like you have to. Down,
0: you have to work two thousand hours before you can start the program, or during. do you have to work? Okay, during. Do you during. have to have a quota during. before you start, or no?
2: So it's during. So I have. Yeah.
0: I have a someone I met that has the wound care advanced mm-hmm. proficiency. Mm-hmm. So he said he had to take an exam, which was mm-hmm. harder than his actual board exam. Goodness. But, for him, it opened up new doors for things that like. PTAs can't do here. So here we can't do sharps debridement. But apparently if we, if you take the wound, wound management advanced proficiency, it does open more doors than the graduating PTA can. Are there any doors that open for you after you took the orthopedic one, or do you feel like it's just more knowledge, things that you can do from taking it? I think it's
2: knowledge and things I can do, but it's also a resume builder. So if you're okay. going to another, if you're going to a job interview and it's a job that you really want and it's heavy in orthopedics um, and, you know, if you're similar to the other candidates that are being asked, you have to look at, hey, they have their advanced proficiency in orthopedics. And that's what our clinic is. We really want somebody with that knowledge base to be here. So I think that um, job stability, that type mm-hmm. Um did it open
1: up, like, sorry, yeah, kind of going off of what, like, Ken was saying, like, were you able to cha- do anything different after you got it? Like, for example, like, just off the top of my head, I'm thinking ortho, like, grade fives are out of, out of the question for PTAs. Is that mm-hmm. something that opened the door with doing the advanced proficiency, or was it kind of like, no matter what, my ortho, what I was allowed to do didn't change?
2: Didn't but particularly I'm just, change okay. for orthopedics. Um now that could be different like for the wind management for each one yeah. that kind mm-hmm. of stuff and it also kind of depends on what state you're in and what their practicing act is yeah. um because yeah. we i learned actually yesterday um i had a colleague um in the apta say that she asked questions like hey why can PTAs not jaw needle and she actually looked in her state's um What was I saying? The um, practice act. Yeah, their practice act. And questioned it. And was actually able, like, oh, well, yeah, in this state you can. And she took the course and everything. So...
1: We need to look at ours.
2: So it really (laughs) depends state by state what your practice act is. Um,
1: So if you're trying... If we're trying to fight for more of that kind of stuff with... Like the dry needling and that kind of stuff. Because I know a lot of PTAs are very fascinated by that right now. Um, A mm-hmm. lot of them wish they could do it. We're kind of going back to just the APTA itself. Is that something you would start bringing up with your state APTA board? Yeah, um, so You
2: would want to be looking at what does my practice act say? Um, how can I change that? Um, we'll say so it's going to be would be, um, challenging too, but that's where the importance of having more involvement of PTAs comes in. Cause if I just have mm-hmm. five people say, Hey, we think that in our practice act that we should be able to draw needle, they're not going to listen as easily to five people as they would if there's 200, 300 people. Um, we're definitely knowledgeable enough to do draw needling. Um, especially in you know certain areas um, cupping, you know all that kind of stuff. So I think that um, it's up to us at that point the ball kind of goes into our court um, just like that PTA did, looking mm-hmm. at what your practice act says and going through it and like really paying attention. Um, yeah. I think there's a lot of people that like to sit on the sidelines and complain. <laughs> about the reimbursements and all the other things but what are you going to do about it is yeah my mm-hmm. proposition is what are you actively doing to make it better because to me mm-hmm. if you're not actively trying to help and be involved and um you know a lot of the times it's they want your time you know to talk about things and um to put different literatures together to send up the chain um, you know what are you doing about it as a PTA to make the PTA career go further? Um, yeah, so that's kind of my challenge to other PTAs. Like we're able to do more. You just have to push for it and collectively push for it, because like, you yeah. know united fronts. So I couldn't
0: agree, agree more.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and it kind of. We talked about it a little bit before, but me and Ken had attended our first APTA uh, member, board member meeting, I guess you could say, like uh, for the state of Nevada. Yeah. There we go. That's what I was looking for. Nevada board meeting. And we were very <laughs> surprised, to say the least, when we showed up. And it consisted of mainly the 10 people who were actually on the board plus some. Um, on Zoom with it, and then the rest was like one, two PTAs I think that were presenting a CEU course afterwards, and three PTA students, a uh, one of the directors for the PTA program, and then me and Ken. So really, out of people who were actually practicing, I think there was like three people there that were actually there yeah, that were associated. A, the
0: CEU presentation that was PTs.
1: Oh, sorry, did I say PTAs?
0: Yeah, I meant to say PTs. Yeah, so, so they were like, PTs. There was, there was only like ca- one other yeah, guy one who was caucus, like small business. Yeah, like small business caucus or the representative for PTAs, us, and then like the student and director. Yeah, and then there's like maybe twenty five people there. Like, we just were just kind of shocked at
2: the lie. one, like, a,
0: the turnout just in general, and then mm-hmm. two, like, how many PTAs are not involved.
2: Yeah. So, was- um, I had a similar, I went to my first board meeting for Alabama, um, in August, and PT, and we had a decent turnout. Um, I would say probably. Between 30 to 40 people, if not maybe a little bit That's what I expected. (laughs) But um, the PT slash PTA ratio is a little off. Um, There wasn't that many. But Mm -hmm. that's kind of where I go back to, like, if you're not at the table, if you're not showing up to the meetings, then who's hearing our voice? Mm -hmm.
1: Um,
2: Because if they're – I mean, they're discussing stuff as the state as a whole, but – PTAs make up a big chunk of that. So, you know, if we have questions or concerns or things that we want to put on the table to discuss, we need to be present in those meetings to be able to make our voices heard. Um, So that's where, and you don't have to be an APTA APTA member to go to your state meetings. Um, They're open. Mm -hmm. So go and see what you
1: can do. I'm with you on that. It's like, we can't complain about where we're at as a profession if we're not even willing to fight for ourselves um and we got to go fight for ourselves because we do deserve more um you know things are advancing what's expected of us has changed too um and because of that i think it does deserve more respect within the community too and we have to fight for that um which is you know it's a little bummer that we do but um you know, we, we can help it progress. And if we want it to progress, we do, we do have to turn up. And I think that's, that's on us. Um, yeah. and if you, and APTA, if you don't they, go, you can't complain.
2: Yeah. And the APTA, like, word. especially the PTA caucus representatives, whatever you are now, they are um, changing
1: the name possibly.
2: Yeah. They're changing the name possibly. <laughs> um, so it's, there is a lot of work that's being done behind Mm -hmm. the scenes and um i think a lot of people don't realize that because a lot of the stuff that's discussed and talked about can't be broadcasted until it's more finalized um Mm -hmm. so it's one of those things like if you're not actively involved then you're not really going to know what's going on to really know what work Mm -hmm. is being done on your behalf um yeah but like i was saying earlier like we want to hear opinions we want to hear ideas um you know some things are worth like some ideas are worth trying to say like well hey we haven't tried that before so let's give it a shot um a lot of other states have been successful with that in the United States um trying different tactics and stuff and they're sharing their tactics with other states but you have to have that push and that drive to complete it um so that's where the membership mm-hmm. is very important. Um, you know, I I agree. Initially, I was the same with, you know, paying memberships. Like, I don't really see where the money is going or the benefit of it. But after I researched it and looked into the website and talked to people that were involved in it, I was like, oh, okay. Like, there is actually a lot that goes into this. Um, mm-hmm. That is beneficial for me in my future. And I don't want to be in a dying career. Like I want my hard work in PTA school and all my knowledge base to continue through the rest of my life. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a CI for students at times and, you know, I want to see them successful in their careers and what mm-hmm. am I doing in my career to help lead the pathway for people that are graduating below me. Um, it's you know it's a whole legacy I guess type thing what do you yeah mean?
1: it's paying it forward too inspiring. like you're you're yeah you're you're like I, I don't want to keep this knowledge to myself you know I want to pay it forward and help the field which is absolutely amazing because unfortunately you don't always run across that which is a bummer mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely think with PTAs like We could either turn one way or another where we're kind of at a crossroads, Um, I feel like in the next couple of years where we can either end up dying out um, if we let them let us die out in a way or, and I'm not saying the APTA, I'm saying like just Medicare and all that kind of stuff, insurance, like if we let them do what they want to do, then there's a good chance PTAs will be a dying career. However, though, I feel like if we continue to push forward, I think there's so much more we can do within this field and even just grow our field of study in general yeah. um, and what we can and cannot do. I think it's got great potential in it because I even look back at when my mom started and what she was allowed to do to even now it's changed, so it's awesome. Um, I know we kind of went a little longer today, and I'm We're sure so we about still have keeping so. this time under control. <laughs> yeah. It gets well. The interviews are so so fascinating. They're and so I have interesting. I too. I know. Well, we'll just have to have you on again.
2: <laughs> anytime, anytime. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Um, so, awesome. just a quick plug. So, yeah, on go the for APTA it. website. There is, you can type in the search bar, PTA Advanced Proficiency Pathways. Um, there's also an email address. It's not, it doesn't come to me, but there is an email address. It's PTA, APPS at apta.org. And they will be able to answer all of your questions, Advanced Proficiency Pathways. Um, the guy who answers emails, because I've had to email him a bunch of times before. Um, I'm not very, like, even though I'm a millennial, I'm not very, like, tech savvy. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> He's answered a lot of questions. At least he's
1: fast up to it, right?
2: (laughs) He's nice and um, quick to respond to whatever your questions and stuff are. And then um, following the PTA Caucus Facebook and Instagram, um, I post a lot on there about Mm
1: -hmm.
2: different opportunities going on. I try to show things that are in different states. But there's, you know, 50 of them and there's you'll have all, all there's a lot going, a lot of on, going, going on, here. on. Well, and the <laughs> socials
1: are so much fun, too, because it's kind of like a little bit like this where you get to meet new people and hear from different, you know, PTAs and PTs and perspectives. And even some PTs yeah. and perspectives. Yeah. Um, so check them out. I know mm-hmm. you guys have them pre-recorded and also up on YouTube. Yeah, so we'll leave links to that we'll leave Links below. Ken, you're in charge of that?
0: course, naturally. <laughs> Laura's not very tech savvy either.
2: At, to i take
1: that any back.
2: Any <laughs> like pictures or videos of like PTAs in their day to day life? You know, if you're doing something cool um, with fellow PTAs or with the patient or whatever, I love getting those DMs because I can post to them. Um, I really like, right. like highlighting how cool PTAs are. So, <laughs> if people can give me content to <laughs> that, that would be awesome. So you're like, uh, I'll take it. I will tag um, you your right. question. Then I will tag you so you might can get some new followers.
1: There you go. <laughs> hey, there everybody go. likes some new followers.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but we really, really
1: appreciate you coming on. And again, I'm sure this will not be the last time. Yeah, I'm going have to write my questions down. because we have so many more questions. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yeah. forget,
0: so I need to write
2: yeah. these down. And then there's some exciting behind the scenes things happening with the PTA PTA realm. I can't exactly speak about right now, but whenever I'm able to, I'll email y'all and let y'all know. Yeah, let us know and we'll get you back
1: on ASAP. We'll get you on to share with us. We'll give we'll give the first scoop. (laughs) But perfect. Um, Thank you guys all for listening again. Again, we will try to leave all those links below, um, so you guys have access to them. Um, we do highly recommend and encourage people to join the APTA. As you can tell, um, there is a reason uh, that there is a price. Things cost, lawyers cost, they are fighting on our behalf, even though sometimes it might not feel like it. They're, they're doing the work and it's a great way that you can also get your voice out there too. Um, as an APTA member, you know you, they see the value in that too. So um, don't forget to go ahead and follow, like, share uh, this episode. We've got more interviews to come. We are so excited for them all. And I hope that you guys have a wonderful rest of the day. And I think that's it. Right, Ken?
0: That is it. I got nothing. <laughs> Thanks, I, was right. looking, I was just sitting here looking pretty. I was, I was fine. Again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Bye, guys. Bye.
2: Bye.